This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Greetings, America. How are you? I survived my trip. I hope you guys had a great weekend. The phone number here, the Eric Erickson Show, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I'm happy to have you. I want to begin, actually, by talking about my trip. It's actually news. Well, not my trip, per se, but everything around it. Just bear with me here. So if you don't know, uh, Philip works for me, handles digital stuff for me. Uh, all the stuff you see online is Philip Charlie does the radio stuff, the call screening. He's the producer. He, he's more like the boss than me, and it's my freaking company, but I take orders from him. Uh, but Philip likes to go to Las Vegas, uh, and over the years, I have decided I like to as well. I'm not a big gambler, but they have machine gun places. You can go shoot machine guns, and they got great restaurants, so we go. We decided to stay at the Encore this time. We always stay at the Palazzo. We stayed at the Encore. I got recognized, by the way, by one of the craps dealers. It was on a Saturday night, and I'm on Vegas. Uh, I come on Wednesday or Saturday nights, and the guy was about to get off shift and said, I'm about to get in my car and listen to you. Completely unprompted. Never even acknowledged he knew who I was until then. It was kind of funny. Uh, so they're listening out there. Uh, but here's what happened. And this is relevant. Yes, it's a story about me, my favorite subject, but it's actually about you, believe it or not. So we leave on Thursday to go out there, Thursday after the show, and my flight is moved up. Uh, They've rearranged the flights on Delta, so my flight winds up being earlier. I had to scramble and had to pre-record the end of my show on Thursday to be able to make it to the airport because the flight I was supposed to be on was no more. We get there. Everything's fine. I go through. The person who's with me nearly misses his flight because he's too stubborn to get pre-checked, but that's another story. But the pilot had to be called in. From It was his day off, and he explains to us they're sorry for the delay, but uh, he had to be called in from his day off. The co-pilot had to be requisitioned from another flight, and the flight attendants uh, had to be called in to be able to make the plane work, and we got to Las Vegas. Baggage took forever to get to the carousels at baggage because in Las Vegas, one, it's exceedingly hot, and two, they're short-staffed. We get to the hotel, a fantastic hotel. I've never stayed at the Encore before. I like the Palazzo's options better for, like, food and very family-friendly. The Encore, I don't know. It feels like you're in a Ritz-Carlton, and I'm never comfortable in a Ritz-Carlton because I don't feel like I'm that wealthy enough to be at a Ritz-Carlton. And it was very, very nice, though, but they knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody. It was kind of weird, this this smaller, almost boutique casino behind the wind. 
But there were tables they could not open in the casino, and the dealers were complaining about being short-staffed. They're just there were there were tables they couldn't open because they they had a full house and visitors, but they didn't have a full house and in employees. And this was the same in Atlanta. The parking decks were full. There's this massive, massive new parking deck, seven stories high at Two Dead Mares International Airport in Atlanta. And e, there were no parking spaces available. We had to park at this this uh, place where the bus picks you up, the park and ride, and the park and ride lot was full. So you're in the spillover lot on the back side of the airport where you don't go unless you want to, like, lose your kidneys. And yet that's where we had to park. So we get out there, we're fine, but everywhere we go, a little bit short-staffed. Then we fly back on Sunday. Poor Philip got a stomach bug. He was not doing well, so he didn't eat on the plane. We get to Atlanta, and normally in Atlanta, the thing that the Hartsfield-Jackson Two Dead Mares International Airport is known for is it has one of the fastest baggage claims in the world. You get off your plane. Doesn't matter where your plane is located in the airport. By the time you get to baggage claim, your bag is already there, except not so this summer. We had to wait a while for the bags. And for some reason, though my bag was priority checked on Delta, it was one of the last bags to come out. Same on the way to to Las Vegas. I think Delta must not like me or something because Philip's bag is, always comes out like one of the first bags. Mine's always one of the last, despite having a little priority sticker on it. But it took a while. And then we went to the park and ride shuttles. And the line, I kid you not, if you know anything about Two Dead Mares International Airport, you know how long the concourse or the terminal is. The line for passengers to get on the park and ride buses was about the entire length by the time the buses started showing up of that side of the, of, of the south side of the terminal. I mean, it took up the whole thing. There's a massive line of people. Our flight showed up 15 minutes early. We get out there at like 6.10. The shuttle bus doesn't show up until after 6.40, 6.45. There's this massive line of people, and then it's only one bus shows up, only one bus. And it happened to be my bus, thank goodness, in that 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 select lot, we were able to get on. All these people, see, they're still waiting. I mean, some of them had been there longer than us, so at least 45 minutes waiting for a shuttle bus, and there were none. So we made it home. We stopped at a McDonald's drive-through about 10 minutes from his house. We didn't want to get any food in him in case things went south on us in the car, my car, no less. And there was a sign on the drive-through speaker place where you order saying, please be patient. There are only three of us working. Now, anecdote is not data. Anecdote is not data. But occasionally you run into so many anecdotes, the anecdotes together do become a data point. And this was just my trip, Thursday to Sunday, Las Vegas, and everywhere was short-staffed. Everyone was looking for workers, and there were no workers to be found. They're paying more, which is making us pay more as consumers. Prices have gone up in part because they're having to pay higher wages to try to attract people. You know the greatest decline? I was talking to my my buddy David Bonson, and he was pointing out in this labor participation rate, men, men have completely left the workforce. We are at the lowest rate of male participation in the workforce in a very long time. People left at COVID, and they never came back. The Democrats tell you that they, well, everybody died. That's why nobody came back after COVID. That's too simplistic to be true. 
It's not really true. There's some truth to it. A lot of people did die, but it's not truth per se. Republicans tell you it's, well, we disincentivized people going back to work with, with payments during COVID, and that's why no one's going back to work. They're living on all that money. That is too simplistic to be true. There is truth to it, but it is not the truth. Yes, people died. People were disincentivized, but there's something else happening as well. Part of it is the high demands for a college-educated workforce and the number of men who no longer go to college have set them on the sidelines, and more employers are realizing you can't necessarily require a college degree for a lot of jobs that don't really need a college degree in this country, and they're moving slowly on moving that. But it's not just that. There's something else going going wrong in the country. And Democrats don't really have the solutions to get people back to work because the Democratic solution, of course, is unionize, pay massive benefits, pay more money, people will come back to work. The problem with that is that that then raises wages so much and benefits so much that everybody else's prices go up and you price the poor out of being able to be consumers when you do something like that. That's not a good answer. And I say all of this to say Republicans need to figure this out. Democrats can't offer it. What what they offer sounds great until you start thinking about it. We're just going to, if we pay people a massive amount more, force corporations to pay more in wages, everyone will come back. That's not really true because ultimately what happens then is you provoke more inflation. When you drive up wages so much to get people into the workforce, prices have to go up accordingly, which prices a lot of people out. And people who are already in the job market, who already have a job, their salary is not necessarily going to go up massively. And so then you provoke this upheaval within the labor market that's not stable. But there are things you can do. And part of my suspicion is that a lot of men are actually working in the gig economy in ways that probably the Labor Department isn't isn't touching. And then a lot of people have multiple part-time jobs, making them count as a full-time job. The Labor Department itself, the numbers aren't all that trustworthy. They're the best we have, but they're not that trustworthy because both Republicans and Democrats have gamed the system. But this is becoming too pervasive a problem. And part of it is the summer when everybody is traveling, but also it didn't used to be like this. Yes, there were always times you waited in line because there were so many people there, but it was never because they were short-staffed. Now it has a lot to do with being short-staffed. It's not everywhere in the country. It's not in every field of labor in the country, but it's pretty pervasive around the country. And the Democrats would just have you believe, well, this is the new normal post-COVID. Everybody died. We don't have enough people. We're not making enough babies. But the government itself is disincentivizing you from making babies because of the cost of raising a kid these days. Everything is aligned against the American consumer right now, which is why, though the economic data suggests the economy is doing well, people aren't feeling it. They're not feeling it because... They have a memory, and they remember what it was like in 2018, 2019. They remember what it was like before COVID, and we're supposedly over COVID. Where are all the workers? And things are still expensive. Airfare is still expensive. Hotel rooms are still expensive. Dining out is still expensive. Everything's expensive. You have to wait more. Service may not necessarily be as good. You got to tip everybody for everything these days. I've given up on this. I am a generous tipper. I am because it's what my father taught me to be. My father always said you should tip more than 20%. 
He always gave big tips, and he always got incredible service. Wherever he went, he got great service. And I try to do that. I try to, when I can, tip as well as I can. There are some restaurants where I go regularly where I've been known to tip 50% of my bill, and I get great service, and the people are fantastic, and they're good to me, and I'm good to them. Other places, I'm sorry, I'm not going to tip you when you're answering my question. I'm not going to tip you when, you, when you're at McDonald's going through the drive-thru. I'm not going to tip in these cases. I'm just not going to tip when I go pick up food from a restaurant. I'm not going to leave a tip for, for what? What am I leaving the tip for when I place the to-go order? I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. And I tip pretty generously. So now your service is less. You're delayed more. The quality of services is good. The price is more. You're expected to tip everybody for everything. Oh, let's tip the person who left the toilet paper. We'll just leave money behind and hope they get it instead of the guy who comes into the bathroom next. I, I know. There are underlying problems in the economy. The data, the numbers say everything is great. The numbers said everything was great before the market crashed in the 1920s as well. There are fundamental weaknesses structurally in the economy, and part of it is population. Part of it is the disincentives from people to getting back in the labor market. Part of it is the disincentives for people to stay in the labor market. A lot of it is government regulation and the burdens of government from the regulatory structure. You, you got to have certifications. You want to be a plumber. You want to be an electrician. You want to be a barber. Yeah, you, you want to do be a dog walker. You, you got to have certifications from the government. The regulatory agencies have made it so burdensome for people to be able to start businesses, to be able to maintain a license, a, a, a certificate certifying that you're a certified dog walker by the state. You got some states, for God's sakes, like New Jersey and Oregon, did you know it's against the law to pump your own gas? And people are struggling to find people to be attendants at the gas stations to pump gas, so there are lines at the gas stations, and they won't get rid of it and won't allow you to pump your own gas. The burdens of the nanny state have driven up our costs, disincentivized having kids, and disincentivized in America where everybody's going back to work. And the Democrats would have you believe it's all the new normal. They want to, It's like they want to define deviancy down. They want to find, define normalcy to, to, to something that's not normal. The Republicans, maybe if instead of focusing on Bud Light, focused on this issue, could find a message to resonate with a lot of Americans that something in the country just is off right now. And we need to fix it because you can see it everywhere you go. You don't have to take a plane trip to Vegas and back to see it. Just go out in your local community and the help wanted signs. There's something happening that the data suggests isn't happening, but the lived experience of every American right now experiences it. And until the two can be reconciled, you're going to have a lot of data showing an economy that's doing very well and a lot of people thinking it's not doing very well. And that that disparity is something that the GOP could give voice to in the 2024 presidential season against Joe Biden that thus far, none of them seem to be offering anything about. Take this tip, GOP. Here's an opening for you. Want to be on the show? Oh, well, now look at that. Everything is rearranged on my soundboard for reasons I don't know. So here I am. Let's see if I can fire this button up again. And maybe, just maybe, I can actually get us out to commercial break without screwing things up or scaring me. Did you know China has made it a priority to teach students financial literacy starting in preschool? 
Financial literacy isn't taught in our elementary schools, and parents lack the resources to teach it at home. American kids are yet again being left behind. Now there's a great way for parents and grandparents to help the kids they love learn about finance, thanks to the Sensibles. And at bcs-kids.com, the Sensibles are a team of animated superheroes who help kids age 6 to 12 develop smart money habits in a fun way. bcs-kids.com was created to channel this multimedia resource to kids everywhere. Buy a subscription for your loved ones, and each month, they'll get a Sensibles kit in the mail with an entertaining DVD, comic book, and activities. Digital subscriptions are also available. They'll also get access to an interactive website with a library of lessons, fun activities, and more. Want 20% off the monthly subscription costs? Visit at bcs-kids.com. Enter the promo code ERIC, my name, E-R-I-C-K. It's the sensible thing to do. Subscribe today at bcs-kids.com. So if you're just tuning in, we, when I was departing for the first commercial break, my my soundboard audio routed through my laptop instead of out to you guys. It first scared the mess out of me because my speakers were, were so loud. I had been watching a video of my, my wife. Uh, did her personal best deadlift today, 200 pounds. She, she's working on the strongman competition. But so anyway, I'm, I'm coming into the office this morning. And in the office, there's the parking deck. And in the parking deck, you go into a door to the elevator lobby where you, you go up to your floor. And I'm pushing the door open. And as I start to push the door open, this woman begins to just scream like she's being murdered inside the elevator. And I jump back, scared the mess out of me, like my soundboard goes, scared the mess out of me. And then she stopped screaming. And I started to open the door. And she starts screaming again like she's being murdered. Like, what is going on? And then she yanks the door open. And she starts berating me that I have scared her. I'm like, you scared me too. And she's furious. I don't know who this woman is. I have no idea who this woman is. I will say, and y'all, I don't want to offend any of you, but have you ever heard of the crazy hot scale where the the the, the more attractive the woman, the crazier she is? This was a very attractive woman, and she's like maxed out on the crazy hot scale is all I can think because very attractive woman, but psychologically unbalanced to be mad at me for scaring her when she scared me for the mere act of opening the door to go inside. I'm just... This is how my day started. Uh, just discombobulated. Uh, just just absolutely crazy person. And then she's with this woman who starts laughing. And then she gets mad at the woman for laughing at her for being so scared of me opening the door. I, 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 don't, I don't quite understand people sometimes. <laughs> it is a Monday. All right. We got to move on. First, I got to tell you. Uh, so while I was in Las Vegas, my son had a computer problem. And it was one I could have fixed. The problem, however, is that I was in a place where I had no cell phone service. And he he texted me to see if I could diagnose something on his computer, which I knew the answer immediately, but he didn't get me. So he picked up the phone and he called Vision, uh, Vision Computers, where he got his computer from. And he told him what was happening. It was a very easy fix. Uh, They told him what was going on. It was just a loose cable. That was all it was. I knew immediately. uh, They knew immediately. And he got it fixed and he felt mission accomplished. This is yet another time. He's called Texport. That's the genius of using Vision Computers. They will build you the PC you need, desktop or laptop. If your kids are going back to school, this is what you need to do because then like my 14-year-old son, when something goes wrong, you don't have to be tech support. 
He called Vision. They got him settled. Loose cable. All he had to do was push it back in. Clearly had gotten loose from, from his antics in his room. This is the beauty of Vision Computers. They can do it for your office as well. So your employees themselves, you don't need the IT guy at your office. You just have Vision Computers. And Vision Computers will be tech support. They'll build the computer, save you some money along the way, and keep you online and going. They can even remote in in many cases and fix it that way. 404 Compute's the number or visioncomputers.com. Call them at 404 Compute. Ask about the Eric Erickson special. Be thinking about back to school. 404 Compute, Vision Computers. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. I am delighted to have you with me. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I've got to start with something to make the lawyers happy. <laughs> I want to tell you a story, but bear with me because I, I want to do this first. Because um, because I, I may be the only person radio who takes this seriously, but I think you have to. It is the law. So there's something called plugola payola in radio. Um, this goes back to the 1950s and 60s where a lot of the top uh, hits in the country were actually because record studios were giving DJs music to play, and if they played them, they could get money under the table. They could get all sorts of benefits. They could go to concerts, meet people. And so the federal government ultimately got involved through the FCC, and there's now something called Plugola Payola. So if I plug something on air for which I've received for free or benefit uh, to me, i got to tell you about it. Or if I'm getting paid or, or have a paid relationship with someone, i got to tell you about it. So it's like on Instagram, uh, if I put up something about the Georgia Spa Company that, that got my hot tub for me, um, I got a note that I'm an endorser of the Georgia Spa Company. This is somewhat of an ad, whether it is or it's not, just to be safe. So I tell you that to tell you that I've got a fancy new tankless water heater from the Renai Company. Uh, when I was a kid, Paul Harvey advertised for Renai Water Heaters, the forever hot water company, I remember saying, and I always wanted to grow up and have one because my sisters, I have two older sisters, and by the time they were done with their shower, there's no more hot water for, for me. And I always wanted a tankless hot water heater. But we moved into a house, 2010, and it had two electric. Our, our house does not have gas. We put in a propane tank, but it doesn't have a natural gas line at all. So it had two electric water heaters, and they sat underneath the house, In there's a big crawl space. It's uninsulated, and it, it, they're electric, and the electric bill is always through the roof because it's two smaller water heaters to cover one house. And I was mentioning on the radio about probably six months ago, my daughter has not cut her hair since she was 10 years old. She trims it, but it's very long, and she takes long showers, and there is just she bleeds the hot water dry. And uh, several months ago, it seemed like it was going more than usual, and I opened up the door to the crawl space to go check on the water heater, see what was going on, and there was a foot of water in the crawl space where the one of the electric heaters had broken, and the whole underground area was flooded. I had to buy a pump. I had to drain it out. We had to get it replaced. It was ridiculous. Well, the president of Renai Water Heaters, hearing the story, they called and said, would you like a Renai Water Heaters? Like, yeah, but I can't. Uh, I don't have the money right now to put one in. We just have to replace all this stuff. They're like, don't worry. We'll 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 take care of you. So that that's my story. I have one. I didn't pay for it. They did it. They didn't ask for me to talk about it on air, which I haven't done. But I want you to know that that's the story to get to this. The federal government has decided that this really high-efficiency tankless water heater that I now have in my house, uh, you're not going to be able to buy them anymore come 2030. 
Now, it doesn't mean I'll have to give up mine or you'll have to give up yours, but they want to make it difficult for these water heater companies. They want to improve the efficiency standards. Now, here's the catch. Do you know, so I've got this Renai Tegler's water heater. Do you know how much my power bill has been reduced every month? $200 a month, which is absurd to me that that's how much my my uh, electric bill was just for heating the water in the tanks on the crawl space under the house. Now, during the summer, it's not as much because it's so hot outside. It doesn't get, but during the wintertime, those water heaters under the house, uninsulated in the crawl space, it's basically the entirety of my electrical bill was going to keeping the water hot in the water tanks, which I now realize by having this this tankless water heater where my power bills dropped like 200 bucks a month. I literally, had I bought this thing, would be able to pay for it by the end of the year just in the savings on the power bill. It's absurd. And so my power bill is now $200 less per month. And yet the Biden administration doesn't want me to have the water heater that I have because it's not a water heater metric that they think is good. The option the Biden administration has proposed under the new rules unveiled by Jennifer Granholm, a nanny of the nanny state, is you can either have a highly inefficient water heater that doesn't last for more than five to ten years and gives you a high power bill, or you can buy a highly, highly efficient one that flows through the heat pump that cools and heats your house, and that's extremely expensive. So the poor will either have to keep replacing their tank, their water heater every few years, or they will have to take out a second mortgage to put in a highly efficient one. The tankless water heater that I have that is 82% efficient, they don't want you to have because... It uses gas. It uses gas. What's so interesting is that some companies have come out in praise of this water heater standard. You know which companies have come out in praise of it? Not the companies that make the regular water heaters, but the companies that make the air conditioners and the heat pumps. So these companies are okay putting out of business the companies that specialize in water heaters so that you then have to buy their heat pump to heat and cool your house and then route your water pipe through the coils to be able to heat the water. Oh, it's great for them, but of course you're not going to you're not going to get any savings. This is the the weird thing with the Biden administration is they tell you, you put this heat pump in, it's going to save you a lot of money. Well, it's going to save you some money, but you're never going to save as much money as, as it is going to take you 10, 20 years to max out on, on the heat pump. By then you're going to need a heat, new heat pump to get your savings. With my water heater that I've got installed now, the, this, this Renai tankless water heater, literally my power bill has gone down $200 a month. The water heater is about $2,000. My utility bill is down $200 a month. I will pay for this thing in a year. With the heat pump solution, the government wants you, the offset to your utility bill is so small that it will take you 10 to 15 years to make up the savings, and by then you'll need a new one. There's a larger issue here than the heat pump, and this goes to the gas stove, it goes to the tankless water heater, it goes to the gas water heater, it goes to your car, it goes to everything. Republicans 
oftentimes like to say things were better in the 50s. And what they mean by that was low crime, high employment, um, the family unit was great, the schools tend to be good, but for white people. I always cringe when I hear people say uh, things were better in the 50s. They weren't unless you were lily white. If you were a black man in the 1950s, you couldn't vote. You couldn't sit in the front of a bus. You couldn't sit at the counter at the local restaurant. There were some places you couldn't go, water fountains you couldn't drink from. Uh, When Republicans say, and I have friends who say this, that, oh, you know, things were better in the 50s. I I, I know a guy who runs a think tank who, who wrote an article about things were better in the 50s and did not bother to recognize that the 1950s were not a good time for black Americans. What they mean, though, when they say in the 1950s, society itself, at least white society that they remember, seemed to be more stable with less crime, greater employment, more family cohesion, better education, things like that. That's what they mean. The reality is the quality of life for everyone is better now. The quality of life for you is better now than in the 1950s. You have higher incomes, longer life expectancy more opportunities, every single person is better off today than they were in the 1950s, particularly non-white, but white people as well. Everyone's quality of life is better. What they're getting at, however, is that the conveniences of life are worse. We should, as quality of life gets better, the conveniences of life should get better. The reality, however, is that as the quality of life has gotten better, the inconveniences of life have gotten worse. So the dishwasher that you could buy in the 1950s or 60s could wash your dishes. And we're not talking about our wives, men. We're not talking about our wives. We're talking about the actual appliance in the kitchen. Assuming you have one without a ring on its finger. Those appliances could wash the dishes much more quickly than a dishwasher today. We've got a brand new dishwasher. Sadly, we had to replace our old one. It was beyond repair. We held on to it as long as we could. The new dishwasher takes twice as long and doesn't quite do as good a job. Same with your washer and dryer. Your washing machine now doesn't get stains out as well, doesn't wash as well, doesn't do anything as well as an old washing machine. But for the sake of the environment and high efficiency standards, you got to get your new dishwasher. You got to get your new washing machine. It doesn't last as long either. Your refrigerator doesn't work as well. Now they want to ruin your hot water, so you got to take cold showers for the re- or lukewarm showers for the rest of your life. That your gas stove that's worked fine for a hundred years suddenly the gas stove is bad. You got to get rid of the gas stove now. You got to buy more expensive models. Everything is more expensive. Nothing lasts as long. Everything breaks more easily. Your car breaks down more easily. Everything breaks down and is more inefficient, even though it's called in the name of efficiency. So your quality of life is better, but your inconveniences of life and costs of life have degraded over time. So people are disincentivized from having families now. You want to have three or four kids. What do you do to educate your kids? I've got friends going through this right now. You put them in the local public school where they come home and decide that they're a they them instead of your kid. Do you have to give up your job to homeschool your kids or do you work extra or just take a decline in the quality of life to pay for private school because so many of the public schools these days are so bad? Not everywhere, but frequently, lots of places, they're not good. 
your car. You want three kids? God bless you finding an affordable car for all your family to fit in. You want to travel? Air travel is so much more expensive now. Your dryer's worse, your washer's worse, your dishwasher's worse, your fridge is worse, your freezer's worse, all your appliances are worse, your car is smaller and prone to more failures and has has a worse engine, or you got to plug one up and you can't drive very far, you can't afford two of them, the inconveniences of your life have gotten worse. And this is a unique problem to the Democratic Party. The Democrats are the ones who have advanced the legislations that make all this stuff worse. Both parties together have increased your quality of life. It's true. Bill Clinton's economy, for all of my problems with Bill Clinton, the balanced budget deal and the like, it was actually pretty good. Even the tax increases with the offsets to the cuts of the budget, there's not a lot for conservatives today to complain about. And Bill Clinton was tough on crime. Ronald Reagan's tax cuts and rearrangement of the tax code, Democrats to this day benefit from it even as they complain. Carter sucked. We can all agree Carter sucked. But Carter's the anomaly. Joe Biden, not too good. But the economy's not doing too bad despite it, except his regulatory state, increasing more inconveniences on the life of all Americans. Republicans. Donald Trump articulated this and the media mocked him and laughed him that dishwashers suck and he's going to make dishwashers better and the shower flow rate and the shower heads better and and the Democrats dismissed it. That connected with Americans. It connected with Americans outside of of the coastal elite. But your shower kind of does suck, doesn't get as much water through it, takes longer to take a shower in most places. These sorts of inconveniences of life that we shouldn't have in the 21st century with your washing machine and your dishwasher and your fridge, your appliances not last as long, your refresh rate having to be higher, your car sucking, your water pressure sucking, your shower, sour, shower not being good. All of these things are because of the regulatory state largely pushed by the Democrats. Just like with the labor shortages, there's a message here the GOP should and could embrace. As our quality of life as Americans has gotten better, the government bureaucracy has forced more and more inconvenience on us so that so many people in this country, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, do not feel like our quality of life has improved because the costs are more, the burdens are more, the repair rate is more. The inconveniences have increased and they shouldn't. It shouldn't be this way. It's a choice the Democrats have made, and it's a choice the Republicans can undo, but they got to start talking about these things, not just Bud Light and Barbie. Now, one of the excellent groups that's helping their conservatives fight all these things is Patriot Mobile. They grow the conservative movement. So you move your cell phone business to them. You can take your existing phone number to them. As they grow their profits, they grow the conservative movement. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, and you move your service to them. You take your existing phone number, you can move that to them. And you can see they get guaranteed great service. They're using the same cell towers you're probably already using. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, put your address in, in their coverage map, you'll see how detailed it is. 5G, data, voice, all that. You can also call them, 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT, call them anywhere in the U.S. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation by using my name. You get great discounts if you're a veteran, a first responder, an NRA member, a teacher. And then they take a portion of their profits and they give it to the conservative movement, to parents battling wokes on school boards, to the Second Amendment and the pro-life movement. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric today.
Does everything on planet Earth now give you cancer? And if everything does, does nothing? It's Eric Erickson here. Uh, it's just So I saw the story now somewhere that uh, aloe vera, you know, the aloe they might give you cancer too. This comes after the World Health Organization suggested that aspartame gave you cancer, but actually puts it on a list of possible carcinogens with no actual proof. That's the actual story that they list aspartame as something that may or may not give you cancer. They're not really sure. And the media headline was up. It turns out it really does give you cancer. It, it, it is literally in like the, the same category of, of virtually every other innocuous product on planet Earth. It's, it's, there's this ongoing just, just existential crisis-making mode in the press and among environmentalists and others to keep you worked into a frenzy all the time. And now aloe vera may give you cancer. Lead, how many of you are regularly licking lead pipes? They're going to give you cancer as well. Uh, plastic's going to give you cancer. Coke's going to give you cancer. Not cocaine, but Coca-Cola. Dr. Pepper's going to give you cancer. Aspartame's going to give you cancer. You name it. They're going to tell you it's going to give you cancer. Everything's going to give you cancer. If everything does, nothing does. You just get it. There are people like my wife who... Because of her genetics, she got cancer. Uh, has nothing to do with, with with smoking or anything else. But this, I, I scientists are doing more harm than good. Their credibility is shot too after COVID. All of the elite, all the opinion makers, all of the newsmakers, all all of the the leading scientists of the world, uh, their credibility is shot after COVID, and none of them seem to realize it. And if they really want people to take them seriously, again, they got to stop telling people, "Oh my gosh, aspartame and aloe vera—they're going to give you cancer." We don't actually know how they give you cancer, or if they actually do give you cancer, but we're going to put them on a list because California wants you to know everything's a carcinogen, and it's just absolutely absurd. Tired of it. If everything gives you cancer, nothing does. So then where does it come from? Uh, they need to calm down and recognize that no one trusts them anymore. They need to re-earn their trust. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.